We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Good evening, fellow Neanderthals. You know, we use that word Neanderthals because Joe Biden called us that. I doubt he even remembers that he called us that. I I, I doubt he remembered what ice cream he had yesterday. Welcome to the John Whitmer Show, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Thrilled to have you with us this evening here at your local liberal resistance headquarters, where we proudly champion... The conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. Everything the left hates. <laughs> you got to love it. We're pleased to have you with us this evening. If you'd like to call in, our studio lines are open. You can reach us at 316-869-1330. You can email me, john at knssradio.com, on Facebook at The John Whitmer Show, and on Twitter at John R. Whitmer Reach out. Love to hear from you. Like I said, studio lines are open. Try to take calls at 745 and 845 if we can, if we're not just, you know, enjoying the conversation with the guests. But we, we love hearing from you. Tonight, we, we've got a, a packed local lineup tonight. County Commissioner Jim Howell will stop by to talk about why he's called for a citizen's grand jury investigation into Cedric Lofton's death. State Representative Leo Delperdang will join us to try and explain why the Kansas Highway Patrol has seized a 1959 Corvette from one innocent Kansan and now wants to destroy it. It's a, this is just one of those say-what kind of stories, and I'm looking forward to hearing all about it. State Representative Christy Williams will bring us our legislative update from Topeka and discuss the current efforts to finally pass school choice in Kansas. We'll discuss how over 1,900 cities, counties, school districts, townships, and other local taxing districts in Kansas are not collecting more property tax this year, thank goodness, thanks to the Truth in Taxation bill that was recently passed with Dave Traubert from the Kansas Policy Institute, and... We want to take your calls, 316-869-1330. I heard the phone just rung. I think Dave took the call, so we're already getting folks calling in, which is great. Thank you. Um, 
Let's see. What uh, what can we talk about? I, I will tell you, if you hadn't heard, last week the legislature passed new congressional redistricting maps, which is a, a kudos to them. Well, Ten years ago, the legislature couldn't do that. So they were, they're already one up on what happened ten years ago. And predictably, this week, because they were written by Republicans and passed by a Republican-controlled legislature, lying Laura Kelly vetoed the bill. Yeah, big shock. I mean, who didn't see that coming? In her veto, she pontificated about seeing by, you know, wanting bipartisanship and, and working for compromise. Both would be firsts for her. But the bottom line is... Her veto was a foregone conclusion because she didn't write the map. I mean, it's it's that simple, folks. If Democrats were in charge, they'd have done the same thing. It, it, let's be honest. This is the way it works. It's good to be the king. I mean, I'm sorry. But, you know, she didn't get to draw the map, or, or rather Kathleen Sebelius didn't. So she's mad, so she vetoed it. House leadership issued a response to her veto, which read in part, quote, this isn't the first time the legislature has had to step up to protect Kansans from Laura Kelly's partisan agenda. It is no coincidence she pulled out the veto pen just hours after the ACLU told her to. It's clear she is beholden to New York's special interests. The legislature is bound to do what is best for Kansans, and we won't back down from that responsibility. First off, amen, correct, Kudos, right on. Preach it, brothers. I mean, that is the perfect response. Yes, I agree completely. Second off, how do you suppose the left responded to that statement? Uh, did they respond with a reasoned, thought-out argument of their own? Did they, did they counter that the ACLU does good work, for example? Did they respond with, uh, with a criticism of, of the bill? Of course not. They responded the only way they can when they have no logical response. They called it racist. <laughs> That's what they do. How, you say? Apparently, saying Laura Kelly is beholden to New York's special interests is, quote, racist dog whistle politics. Now, set aside the fact that Laura Kelly was born in New York. Or this dog made New York City. New York City. Stranger, I hope you can beat a full house. And set aside the fact she is ideologically aligned with New York's disastrous liberal policies, policies like no cash bail, illegal immigrants voting, vaccine passports, high taxes, lockdowns, abortion on demand. No, it must be that all New Yorkers are Jewish. And therefore, the Republican House leadership is anti-Semites. That, that, that must be it. I, I mean, this is how asinine this thing is. That, that they're racists because, heaven forbid, Laura Kelly is from New York. I figured they got bored using California as an insult and just switched it up. I, I either works, of course, with this governor and her liberal policies. But clearly, the statement hit a nerve with the left. Maybe they just worried people actually start comparing her to Andrew Cuomo. I mean, hell, they dress alike. Or looking into how much money she's taken from Michael Bloomberg. It's clear that Laura Kelly has never left her liberal New York roots behind us. That's for sure.
She governs like Cuomo and, and frankly, is about as popular. But no, the left, including Democratic state representatives and like-minded lobbyists, persisted in calling the New York City reference an anti-Semitic dog whistle, saying it exhibited prejudice and ignorance. What's ignorant is stereotyping an entire race of people and then using them for racist political gain. On top of that, predictably, these left-wing trolls aren't even factually correct. Jews in New York City compromise approximately 13% of the city's population. New York's not a Jewish city. 33% of New Yorkers are Catholic. Why didn't they reference that? Why wasn't this a Catholic thing? Oh, that's right, because it didn't fit their racist narrative. Democrats make up over 50% of the registered voters in New York. A reference to New York is therefore not a reference to Jews, but a reference to the majority of registered Democrats who have ruined the city. New York isn't a Jewish city, it's a liberal city. New York is the home of many liberal socialists, including, oh, I don't know, AOC and Chucky Schumer and Laura Kelly. Seems pretty simple to me. That's what House leadership are referring to. We don't, oh, by the way, it's also the headquarters of the ACLU. We don't need more of Laura Kelly's liberal New York policies. Leave the dog whistles for the dogs. Oh, and just a thought, but Jews have enough people taking aim at them. It would be great if they didn't add more to the list. When it's clearly not warranted and only being done to score political points. We'll be taking your calls at 745. In the meantime, coming up after the break, we'll discuss how over 1,900 cities, counties, districts, taxes, local taxing districts, etc., aren't collecting more of your property taxes this year with Dave Traubert from the Kansas Policy Institute. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Retirement seems to have uh, reinvigorated your golf game. Been taking lessons from the club pro? Nope. I've been listening to Baxter and Associates about reviewing my financial and retirement plans. So Baxter and Associates helps you... Relax. (laughs) Whoa. Call 652-0101 or go to money-planning.com. Baxter and Associates. Time well spent, money well invested. Securities and advisory services offered through Sage Point Financial Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. These entities are not affiliated. If you have a tankless water heater, it is necessary to maintain these units yearly. Over time, the heat exchangers become lined with lime and calcium buildup. The fans on the units can get filled with debris. The burners need cleaned and blown out. David Lease Plumbing can maintain and help extend the lifetime of your unit. Let David Lease Plumbing give your plumbing a new lease on life. I'm attorney Tyler Patterson. A car wreck never happens at a convenient time. If you're hurt in a wreck over the weekend, don't wait for Monday to get the help you need now. Seek medical help right away and then call us. 
I'm attorney Gary Patterson. At Patterson Legal Group, we're your 24-7 injury attorneys. We are available anytime to get you the help you need, so don't wait for Monday. Call Patterson Legal Group right away, and we'll get working on your case immediately. Patterson Legal is the way to go. Call 5 Hi, everybody. This is Ted Woodward. You know, I've told you about my house and how Serta Pro Painters have helped me out with a couple of great projects. I had a horrible, ugly, cracked front door. A few hours later, because of Serta Pro Painters, I have a beautiful new showcase red front door. I told you about my bedroom with the wallpaper literally falling off the walls. A couple of days later, Serta Pro Painters has a great new coat of paint and has transformed the room completely. That's what Serta Pro Painters can do for your home or business. And here during these winter months, it's the perfect time to transform your walls with fresh new color. My biggest challenge was picking out the color because I knew it was a worry-free deal that Serta Pro Painters would take care of everything after that. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. The great folks here in Wichita will take care of you. Schedule your free estimate at CertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters. Odyssey, Odyssey, Odyssey celebrates Black History Month, honoring black icons. Dr. Kismikia Corbett is a viral immunologist and assistant professor of immunology and infectious diseases at Harvard University School of Public Health and the scientific lead for the coronavirus vaccine team at the National Institutes of Health. The vaccine concept was designed by Dr. Corbett's team. We salute. Dr. Kismikia Corbett. Odyssey, celebrating black artists, athletes, and trailblazers all month long. More on the Odyssey app. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. And I'm the only one willing to fight for my love of the red and white and the blue burn Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. Make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Am I the only one? A little Aaron Lewis there to start off this segment. So clearly, property tax transparency is working even better than proponents had hoped, with 52% of local taxing authorities in Kansas deciding to not increase taxes this year. Joining us now to discuss the clearly positive results we're seeing from the passage of truth in taxation legislation is Dave Traubert from the Kansas Policy Institute. Dave, it's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. Hey, John, it's good to be here. So, uh, Dave, for my listeners who, who may not be familiar with the general concept, truth in taxation laws, in essence, require local taxing units to make taxpayers aware of tax rates proposal before they pass them. And in over 1,900 of these taxing entities in Kansas, they aren't collecting more property taxes this year. Uh, that can be attributed, at least in part, to the passage of truth in taxation last session, right? Oh, yeah. In fact, I'd, I'd say it's almost all uh, due to that. It's just so rare that there yeah. aren't property tax increases. You know, for years, um, citizens have been told by local officials that they're holding the line on property tax. 
but their taxes keep going up. Yeah. And, and that that frustration was was just kept growing. And so what this truth in taxation does is uh, every year when there's new valuations come in uh, for a city or a county, whatever, uh, the mill levy gets reduced. So those new valuations bring in the same dollar amount of property tax as the current year. And then if they want to take in more dollars, they just have to notify citizens of their intent, hold a public hearing and let people come and and express their concerns or ask questions. And then they vote on it. So there is a record of there's no question of what each official voted to do. Well, and and I remember when this was proposed, I remember Karen Tyson, who chaired the uh, Senate Tax Committee, was was really pushed this there was much wailing and gnashing of teeth when the legislature passed this. And I, you know, there was the typical arguments, oh, it's against local control, yada, yada, yada. But I just, I never really understood the object. Well, I did understand the objection. It was because they didn't want to be forced to basically open their books, right? Well, it was, you know, John, they they had a lot of uh, objections and concerns and questions. And, and there were, you know, legitimate questions about timing, you know, would they have enough time to get things done in order to hold the hearings? Um, but those were all fixed. And, and really what it came down to uh, is legislators, uh, starting with Senator Tyson, who led this effort, uh, legislators did a really great job of just continuing to press. Okay, so we've, we've taken this away. We've explained that. What is it? And finally, in a kind of a moment of frustration, uh, it was uh, disclosed that they just don't trust taxpayers. Right. Yeah. It, it, that's it. It's look, if we have to do this, you know, taxpayers just don't understand what needs to be done. We know better than citizens. And so if you put us in this place, something might not be done. And and that's that's what we thought was behind a lot of this. Um, and and it's you know, it's obvious that the you know, putting some transparency on what's actually taking place has made a huge difference for taxpayers. I remember that. I remember that they basically they finally admitted what we all kind of knew, wink, wink, nudge, nudge was going on. It's just they just didn't want to have to tell people. Uh, the, the statewide average is about 52 percent of these entities not mm-hmm. raising property taxes, but there are 23 counties have more than 75 percent of local authorities not raising property taxes this year. That's pretty good, but there are still some that are that are going ahead. I guess I, I just don't understand. Is there really a need? You've got pandemic money that has flowed through from the federal government to these local entities. Why are they still needing to raise taxes? Well, that's a great question, and, and that's what uh, those are the kind of questions that need to be asked. Obviously, when you find that many local entities uh, that can get by with the same dollar amount of property tax, it, it obviously can be done. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting that uh, not all of the uh, ones that didn't increase taxes are small, but a good, probably more so than, than aren't. Uh, there were some large counties like Reno County and Saline County that um, chose not to raise property tax this year. It really comes down to whether the government and officials want to go through their books and find ways to make ends meet without passing a burden on. You know, they'll say, and it's true, you know, our insurance costs are going up and we have inflation and all these things, but so do their constituents. 
and local officials are wanting to make it worse by adding a tax increase to the burden. So basically, they want people to adjust their budgets so that the government doesn't have to. Yeah, that that's the sad part. Um, I, so, Dave, I, I want to pivot a little bit here. Um, you guys really do a fantastic job. Every session, I know you're you're kind of watchdogging legislation, keeping an eye out for taxpayers in particular. Uh, is there anything in particular this session that you're keeping an eye on that we should look out for? Well, there's a lot of things moving. Uh, you know, the redistricting maps um, is 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 one of the big issues. Uh, this billion dollar handout. Yeah, that, I'm uh, curious Governor what you Kelly think on that. Legislators are, are seem hell bent on doing. Um, is is taking up a lot of oxygen right now. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I, I'm that that one I do find very curious. Is uh, you know you're you're sitting in a situation where I, I've talked to on the air. I've had a couple of interviews, and we'll talk with Representative Christy Williams a little bit later in the show about it. I'm curious what she'll say. But I've talked to reps off the record who you would think know, and even they are not in the know. And, and I, I, here's my issue. If I were, and you know I served for four years, if I was a state rep and I was asked to, to take this vote, it's hard to then go back to my district where I'm going to be obligating taxpayers potentially to cut a multiple hundreds of million dollar check to a company in perpetuity Without knowing who I'm cutting the check to, without knowing any of the details, you're coming, and especially when we all pretty much know this company. If it comes here, the plant's going to go in Kansas City. How do how does a guy from Mead, Kansas? How does a guy from Clearwater, you know, explain that to his district that uh, yeah, I'm using your tax dollars to incentivize jobs in Kansas City, and I didn't know anything about it? Well, it's even worse than that, John, because um, you know this is giving this money away is going to minimize opportunities to give taxpayers relief. And here's the irony. The reason that they have to throw so much of, an, uh, of a subsidy at a company like that is that we're not competitive. Our taxes are too high. And, and yet, so instead of doing something to reduce that barrier and, and give all Kansas a break, give all Kansas companies a break, they think, and this is, I think this is what part of what's driving it, they think that just landing this deal, it's the silver bullet. You've heard it from, from Topeka, from some of the leaders. This is going to change our economy. It'll make a difference. It is not a silver bullet. We still have all of the barriers to economic growth that have been here for five decades. And that's not going to change until they get spending under control and let people keep, people keep more of what they earn. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I, I I think you know I'm not a big fan of incentives, but I also recognize it's kind of the game you have to play the game in order to to be on be competitive. This one just seems so yeah uh, egregious to me. But it is it is it's something that you know you're you're right. You can't um, you're not going to win by unilateral disarmament. But you can't win. A state like Kansas can never win an economic war where the guy with the biggest checkbook wins. Yeah. We're just not going to win. You have to find another way to win. But that's so that's one of the big issues. Education issues are huge also. Uh, that parents are pushing for 
uh, a lot more uh, opportunity to see what's going on in their schools, to have a say in it. Uh, there's a big push for real uh, educational choice in Kansas. And, and there's, there's been a lot of good, good discussions. In fact, one of them was in Representative uh, Williams' committee. She, she's leading the charge on several of these things. And, and so it's, it's going to be a really interesting session. Well, Dave, I, we can always count on you guys to shed a light on this. Lord knows mainstream media won't. Uh, we shared your recent article about this on the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. But if folks want to read it for themselves, they can also find it at sentinelksmo.org, correct? That's right. And there's in that article, there's a link to our site called kansasopengov.org, where you can go see a list of what you can see what every one of those 3,800 local entities uh, is doing this year. Well, I How much pr- they're raising taxes or not raising taxes. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, as always, you guys are great, uh, a wealth of resources. Carry on the fight, my friend. Hey, thanks, John. Good to be here. Take care. We'll be taking your calls at 745. In the meantime, coming up after the break, State Representative Christy Williams will be with us to bring us our legislative update from Topeka. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Southern Rock at its best. Returns to Seven Clans First Council Casino and Resort. Friday, February 18th. 38 special in an all-ages show. Get tickets at the casino box office. Check 7plans.com. 38 special at 7 Plans First Council Casino and Resort in Newkirk. Hi, this is Jeff Long. And I'm Josh Long. We're the third generation of transmission experts at Chance Transmissions. We keep a large inventory of transmissions in stock so that we can get you back on the road fast. And with our two-year, 24,000-mile warranty, you can rest assured that we have you covered. But most of all, we thrive on making positive relationships with every customer. That's why Chance Transmissions is Wichita's number one transmission shop. Count on us. Chance Transmissions, 6325 South Seneca. Give us a call at 529-1883 or visit us at chancetrans.com. Hi folks, this is Bart with HomeSafe Hearth and Chimney, Wichita's fireplace experts since 1979. Welcome to winter. Our certified chimney technicians can take care of your fireplace inspections and cleanings right now. We also have solutions to turn that old drafty fireplace into a high-efficiency heating machine. Many have a 26% tax credit. Visit our 3,000-square-foot showroom or call us today at 316-265-9828. HomeSafe Hearth and Chimney. We keep the home fires burning safely. Weather brought to you by Native Lights Casino. Your Sunday evening looks quiet with mostly clear skies, but later on tonight there could be a little bit of patchy freezing fog, otherwise the low down to 20 degrees with a light and variable wind. For Monday, plenty of sunshine around and high temperatures warming up to 53 with the southwest wind at 5 to 15. I'm KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price. 
News. I'm Kathleen Maloney. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says Russia could invade Ukraine in a matter of days. President Biden responding to a reporter's question today about President Putin's preparations for possible military action. He was asked if there was something in particular that he thinks that President Putin is looking for as he weighs this decision whether to invade or not. And President Biden responded to that saying that President Putin is looking for things he cannot get, presumably referring to demands that Russia has given to the U.S., including to halt NATO in Eastern Europe. Fox's Alexandria Hoff. The president was also asked about what appears to be a growing bond between Russia and China. There's nothing new about that. Russian President Putin and China's President Xi met in Beijing just before the opening ceremony of the Winter Olympics. America is listening to Fox News. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Live Sunday nights, this is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whipper Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. want to remind you that you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. You'll find podcast links to all our previous episodes there, and make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show little Laura Kelly theme song for us there. It's always appropriate for our legislative update. Joining us now to bring us our weekly update from Topeka is State Representative Christy Williams from District 77, includes the Augusta area. Christy, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you on the show again, my friend. Thank you, John. Glad to be here. So, <clears throat> Christy, you're uh, you're the chair of the House Committee on uh, K-12 Education Budget, uh, as well as 
you said, I know you, you've got a busy schedule up there. One of the things that I know you guys have recently taken up, uh, this was a last year proposal to expand parents' choice and ensure choice in education uh, fell short in the Senate by one vote, due mostly to politics uh, amongst a couple of the Republican senators. Now your committee is taking up the uh, the bill again, correct? Yes, we're taking up that bill as well as at least three other choice bills. So you've got, I know, uh, and I'm sure you're, you're now being accused of hating kids and hating teachers and all the usual rhetoric that comes from the education establishment folks. But, I mean, this has got education savings accounts, uh, as along with a bill that allows students to enroll in any public district statewide. So you're, you're, I've never liked the idea of your zip code should determine you know what school you go to. It really does put the power back in the hands of parents is kind of what you're trying to do, right? You bet. You know what? If we just ask one question, what is best for our kids, we'll come out with a whole different set of policies than we do today. Well, and, you know, you're, we're already hearing the, the same tired arguments from the KNEA, the, the education establishment, the KASB. You know, this will destroy public schools and, and private schools don't have the same rules. and Schools should not be profit. There's no accountability. Uh, of course, the best accountability comes from choice. But really, I mean, your, your, your goal here, I imagine, is to just try and infuse First off, choice, but but competition and, and and lift all boats, right? Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we know that when kids have an opportunity to choose what's best for them, parents have that opportunity. Then we have a greater likelihood that kids are going to succeed. Not every kid can uh, succeed in every different environment. They need different uh, opportunities. And so for some, it might be a virtual school. For some, it's a public school. For some, it's a smaller environment where they can get, um, you know, one-on-one attention. So it's one size does not fit all for our kids. And we need to just wake up and free the children and serve kids first. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And and I think so many of these arguments have been proven to be, frankly, bogus. Choice doesn't mean the elimination of public schools. It just means they have to compete and they they have to improve. Private schools are in the same business. They want to educate kids. It's not like they're trying to put public schools out of business. They just want to do the same thing. They want to educate kids. And and if if the public schools, you know, can compete and and improve, and then all kids get the same education. That isn't that really the goal? What we're going for here? Well, it is, but you know, more than that, even we just want to unbundle access. And what that really means is that the child is the access point, not the system. So we're putting the child over the system. And I, I should just uh, clarify, and I say this all the time, I am pro-public school. Four of my children have either graduated from public schools or are currently in a public school. So they can serve uh, a large community of students quite effectively. However, there are lots of reasons that parents need exit ramps so that their child has the best opportunity to succeed. And frankly, um, the success rate in some of our schools is not great. We can't have 70% of our students not proficient 
at reading. And so I'm concerned about that, and I want to give uh, parents the opportunity to get their kids in an environment that they can succeed. Yeah, and it seems sometimes that some on the other side of this issue have lost that. They, they seem almost like they're more concerned about protecting this. Like, I loved how you said the system, because that seems like sometimes that's what they're more concerned about is protecting the system than they are ensuring that kids get the education and the support that they need. Um, where where do they stand now? Where do these bills stand now? What what's where What are we looking at? Okay, so there's, I mentioned we had four choice bills. We have a part-time enrollment bill that would make it mandatory for schools to allow students to part-time enroll. That means virtual or homeschool or private or public. We really want to build more bridges for our children and, and tear down some of the restrictive walls that are just not necessary. Um, another bill uh, deals with participation in athletics and other activities, anything extracurricular. Again, the idea is to allow communities to uh, come together for these activities, regardless of where, whether or not you attend that public school. And right now, 30 states allow that. I think Kansas should be an open access state on that front. And then the other two bills you've mentioned, one's the open enrollment, which is public school. That means your zip code, as you said so eloquently, doesn't determine where you go to school. And the other one is um, the education savings account. And that one is an exciting one in which your base state aid can go or follow the the child. Ultimately, um, we would love for every child to have that opportunity. This bill uh, mirrors last year's, which would be at-risk kids. So basically, there are 11 different um, categories for qualifiers for at-risk. It could be dyslexia. It could be not reading at grade level. Um, There's a whole host of at-risk identifiers, and any child that fell in that um, identify category and receive services would be eligible. So that's a lot, a lot of activity. No, it is. And this, that last element, that's the key. You know, I know the uh, folks who are opposed to these bills keep bringing up the, the, the lawsuits and the courts, but the courts have always emphasized that last component, that helping, making sure to target at-risk kids what better way than to do something like an ESA that allows a parent to take at-risk kids and help them find a school that may be better suited, that might help them get a better education, or just find a better home for them where they can get the, the education they need? It it just seems so custom-tailored custom to at-risk youth, and yet you know what the opposition is going to say. And absolutely. And honestly, uh, the public schools know that it, it or actually they receive more funding for kids that are harder to educate. We have an at risk weighting that's based on low income free lunch. And so this would say, you know what, we're not cherry picking anyone. This bill just says, we will open the door for those kids that are struggling. And we want to be sure that we help those kids first and foremost. And ultimately in Kansas, uh, choice will follow every child. But for this bill, it's just those kids that are most at risk. I do think it's funny that most of your Democrat colleagues, the same ones that are pro-choice when it comes to abortion, are anti-choice when it comes to education. Christy, can you uh, stick around through the break? I've, I've got a bunch of other things I'd love to ask you about. 
Sure. Thank you. Perfect. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back with Representative Christy Williams. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. Software.com Accounting and payroll Keep your time and money Mike Kappel here, serial entrepreneur. I started my first business in the basement of a factory over 30 years ago. We had no heat and no air conditioning. Instead of customers, our office visitors were rats, birds, flies, and snakes. Our office flooded often and we used blankets as our office walls. We were broke and needed help. That's why I created Patriot Software, to help small business owners with simple payroll for 1 to 100 employees. And if you need help, we will help you for free. Go to PatriotSoftware.com, use promo code RADIO, and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Sound is a wave, a vibration that travels through the air, expanding invisibly, moving through space and time. And in our time, there's a name for the audio that moves you. Odyssey. Broadcasts, podcasts, information, entertainment, all at your fingertips. It is a magnificent thing. Download the Odyssey app today. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer retiring. Of course, to nominate an African-American woman to the Supreme Court? Yes, absolutely. Daily deaths are about 2,200 per day due to Omicron. If Russia invades or commits other destabilizing actions inside Ukraine. The invasion of Ukraine is... For news that happens next... Extremely serious. Before... Speaker Pelosi... It's heard anywhere else... I am running for re-election. Will happen... To Congress. On 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Joe Biden's foreign policy? Letter of Sean. I remember only a few months ago when everyone in the mob and the media, they were out there lauding Biden's tremendous foreign policy credentials. In reality, Joe Biden has never, ever, ever been good at anything, and especially foreign policy. And it gets better. Biden has been wrong on nearly every major foreign policy. Sean Hannity, today too. Our enemies are watching. This is embarrassing. 98.7 and 1330 K. NSS. New Year, same Dana Lash. I guarantee you that on my worst day, my house's dirty floors are cleaner than these people who are demanding that everybody else wear face panties and isolate themselves at home and wear bubble wrap. My floor is cleaner than they are. Than they, their mouth, their hands, their whole lives. Too dirty to clean my act up. And I got dogs. Dirty. Am I mean? Yeah. I don't, I'm not asking. I'm just, it's a point of conversation. I really don't care. The Dana Show. Fight me. Physically fight me. Yeah. Weekdays from 11 until 2 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.
Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. With us still is State Representative Christy Williams bringing us a little legislative update from Topeka. Christy, let me ask you, we just had Dave Traubert from Kansas Policy on. I, I had an opportunity to, to talk to Stephen Owens last week about the plan to offer this unnamed company a, a billion dollars or more in incentives and I, I think you know I, I I'm kind of I think you and I are of the same mindset. We we kind of hate incentives, but we know we have to do them in order to play the game. Um, where are you on this? I'm sure you're you're similarly uh, kind of don't like the fact that we're at the whims of the Kelly administration. Have they, have you gotten any more information than most of your colleagues? Well, I do serve on commerce, so I do have a a, a position on it, and it. It does. It is a tough position, though, meaning that uh, we don't love the idea of economic incentives. We sure wish we didn't have to offer them. But we've got states like Texas and South Carolina and Tennessee that have pretty uh, uh, large uh, war chests that they can use to attract companies and to pirate our own. So um, if if we can take this economic development uh, incentive program and design it in such a way that it may be catalyzed by one particular company, but if it can be used to attract others, it could be an economic win for Kansas. So it's really on, on well, the devil's in the details. Yeah, yeah. Do you like the idea with the, what the Senate did, putting the cut in uh, corporate income taxes into the – because I kind of like that idea. At least that way they're helping – other businesses, particularly small businesses, considering you know, you've got a huge incentive for, in particular, a single company here. Do you like that idea? Of course. I think that if this provides an economic benefit, as they suggest it will to our state, and as it should, if you bring a $4 billion uh, corporation, then yes, all of our corporations should have that benefit. The only thing that we might be you know, considering, um, the Senate version provided that cut, that uh, half percent cut for our uh, corporations. But we also have LLCs and right. uh, other payers. And so perhaps we should be considering all of Kansans. I, amen. Preach it. I, I'm with you on that. The other element of this, uh, this uh, incentive package was the forgiveness, I think is the word, of the, the, the fact that we may end up in, under certain circumstances after we have forgiven their, in, their income tax, we may end up writing checks to this company. That, I think, is the sticky part of this. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it just seems like we're, we're putting a whole lot on this company. I mean, what do you think? Do you think it passes? Where do you think your colleagues, what kind of feel are you getting from them? Well, normally I wouldn't be a fan of refundable uh, credits, but uh, you know what? In this particular case, businesses of this size and most corporations aren't going to have an income uh, for three, four, maybe even 10 years. They have depreciation that factors in. And so realistically, if it was non-refundable, it wouldn't be an incentive. And I hate to say it that way, but that is the reality of the position we are in. So I think the idea would be to uh, expand it out more years so they couldn't realize the, the benefit uh, over just three years, but, it, but uh, expand it over 10. I think that's helpful. I think it's also helpful 
to make sure we are strong on the clawbacks. And another thing is, is make sure that there's, um, if we, if there's plenty of transparency and checks and balances. And the latest changes from, or the recommended changes on the House side would include the State Finance Council reviewing um, the, the three largest incentives of this package. And so I think that's pretty important and that's helpful to make sure that this powerful apex um, new legislation also has a equally transparent check and balance. Uh, that's good. I, th- I think that's good. Well, I, I know w- where are we at now? It's, it's in committee still. It hasn't passed out. Then it goes to the floor, assuming it passes out of committee, correct? Yes, that's correct. Actually, we have not begun working it. We have begun talking about it, looking at amendments. So um, we'll have to see how many days it might take for us to work through the details of the bill. And they are they're evolving. Well, and I know this, the administration's kind of pushing you on timeline on that. So I, I wish you all the best with that one. I saw the Wichita Eagle. I, I know, you know, usually it, it makes really, really excellent birdcage liner, but occasionally they have an interesting story or two. This week they ran a story that saying that the odds have improved for legalized sports betting. You and I, uh, you know, have, I know I dealt with that every year, it seemed like, in the legislature. What are you hearing on on that? I mean, that it, that in particular is interested to folks down here in Sedgwick County because immediately people think, "Ooh, dog track." What are you hearing on that? Yeah, you know, it's it always comes down to the House version uh, compared to the Senate version, and if we can get agreement, and and so. It, um, I think that most people in the Capitol right now were really focused on making sure those redistricting maps are finalized. And then once that's completed, then I think you're right. Uh, there is some room for a lot of other interesting pieces of legislation to uh, fight over. You know, the nice thing is, is you guys are putting the high priority items first. So often, you know, I mean, so often it seems like those high priority items get put towards the end of session, sometimes to use as an incentive to get people to vote for things. I'm glad to see that you've put the things like redistricting at the front of the agenda. So we get the big stuff out of the way. So worst case scenario, at least if we get to time crunch, we've done the stuff that had to be done. I think that's a a good decision by leadership, frankly, to do it that way. Absolutely. And we did it last year as well with a value them both amendment. Right. We were past that and uh, i think that this year with this item it is the most crucial item that we need to complete and uh, we need to override the governor's veto on it this week yeah speaking of which i'm glad you brought that up i've talked to again to a couple members of leadership they seem pretty confident on both sides but it's going to take all hands on deck i know you've had a few people out for various reasons do you think uh, you'll be able to get enough votes in the House to override that veto? I I really do. That day that we voted, uh, we probably had at least three or four Republicans absent. You mentioned that. And I believe our vote count was 79 to 34 uh, or somewhere in that area. It was close, so, yeah. 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 So I, I definitely think we can pick up the votes that we need 
And you also had a few that voted absent or present, I believe. Uh, so I, I think you're right. I think you can make it in the Senate. I think I think we can make it work. Um, anything coming up in the next week or two that we should be looking out for? You know, we're all trying to hustle and, and finalize our bills before turnaround. So um, I would just keep your eyes out for uh, this House Bill 347, which is the big uh, apex bill, the redistricting uh, override. And in K-12 budget, it would be my hope that we could bundle some good policy with the $5 billion. Christy, I appreciate you coming on. I know you, you've been uh, out of town, and so you called in to join us tonight. I appreciate that. If folks want to follow you, I know you're very active. You've got a great website. It's christywilliamshouse.com. They can find you there. They can also find you active on Facebook and Twitter as well. If they, uh, if, if they want to stay in touch with you, those are the best ways to reach out, correct? Sure. And they can call my office at the Capitol. They can look at uh, our uh, Kansas legislature website and get more information on how to email me. Christy, I appreciate you. Carry on the fight, my friend. Keep up the good work. Thank you, John. You too. Appreciate you. So in the in the minute or so that I have left, I just want to point out a couple of things. We're going to have uh, state, uh, we're going to have, excuse me, County Commissioner Jim Howell with us. We had planned on having Kyle Merritt with us. He's got a new organization called uh, Campus Freedom that's, that's working together to uh, actually drive uh, campus recruitment for conservatives and actually act as a watchdog organization for liberal activists and, and some of these woke policies on campuses. He's had to reschedule tonight, which is why we're fortunate enough to have Leo Delperdang join us. Both of those will be coming up here in the next hour, and we will reschedule. So we'll have Kyle Merritt with us again, if not next week or the following, we'll have him with us. Speaking of next week, another scheduling update for you. I know the Chiefs aren't in the Super Bowl, but we fan, I'm sorry about that, but we did figure that you would want to watch the Super Bowl. So we're going to take a break. Next Sunday, we will not be with you next Sunday. We figure you guys will want to watch the Super Bowl. But after that, we're back. We're back. We're back for good. No more football uh, rescheduling. No more getting delayed or preempted by football, at least until September. So we'll have, we'll be, we'll be back and we'll be back for good again. So they give you a couple of updates there along those lines. Also want to let you know, reminder, the Republican State Convention is coming up next month, and it's here in Wichita. So be ready for that. We'll have more information as the uh, as the schedule comes out. We'll have guests. We're going to have some neat things. We'll have some people on to kind of promote that and let you know about that. That's all coming up in March. We'll have more information on that as we get a little bit closer to the date. We'll take a break. Stick around, because after the top of the hour break, County Commissioner Jim Howell will be with us here in studio You're listening to The John Whitmer Show. We'll be back right after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.